1: You're a 415er, 415er, 415. er 415 er 415 you are all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and and more and more. Welcome to the 415
0: ers Hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on everyone? Welcome back into another edition of the 415ers podcast, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you as always, Monday, Wednesday and Fridays coming at you here on a midweek hump day between week seven and week eight. 49ers fall, of course, last week into the Chiefs. They get ready for the Rams. But first, Mark, my good sir, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. A tough loss for the 49ers over the weekend, but uh, you got the Rams coming up. So no time to dwell on that. You got to turn the page. and I'm looking forward to it.
0: No, certainly not. We're kind of moving towards that midway park, midway part part of me, of the NFL season. And obviously this is going to be a, hopefully a new look Niners team with the addition last Friday or Thursday night, thereabouts of the Christian McCaffrey addition. A um, couple days of practice, they get him in against Kansas City, but this is sort of the first full week for McCaffrey and the 49ers. And, and that's sort of where I want to start, Mark. Is, you know, this whole concept of Christian McCaffrey being, you know, we we talked about it that night. I mean, an adrenaline shot in the biggest kind of way for the 49ers at the running back position, potentially in the slot. Um, A huge boost to the offense, hopefully, but seemingly appropriately, he's going to be wearing number 23. That was the number of points that the 49ers put up against the Kansas City Chiefs. And people are, of course, hoping for much more this upcoming weekend against the Rams. but I want to start with with the question of, as for those of you watching on YouTube, like, did Christian McCaffrey and that deal solve the 49ers' big issues? Because, look, whether or not the offense had been sort of lacking through the first five or, or now six weeks, um, the, the problem on Sunday was defense, Mark. Look, they allowed 44 points, and a lot of the issues kind of – Uh, came from the interior or in the trenches on both sides of the football so you know I just want to get your thoughts first and foremost like how do you feel like the trade affected this team and and maybe did it actually address some of the larger systemic issues for the 49ers
1: well I think it's probably a little too early to tell there because while the 49ers maybe there are some other areas where you could say help was potentially needed more. And I think we'll dive into that in a little bit. It was one game, a game in which he saw only 10 touches and played what 21 snaps. I think the number was. Um, and, you know, he, he barely even knows the the playbook and he, he's going to get more action as, as the season rolls along. Um, I think when you also consider the fact that he's by far the most talented running back, uh, that Kyle Shanahan has ever had as the head coach of the 49ers, uh, apologies to Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert and, mm. you know, a number of other names. Um, uh, there's just no comparison to Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I think until we see what Christian McCaffrey is able to do, you know, when he's fully indoctrinated into the Kyle Shanahan scheme, I think it's too early to have those conversations. Um, but you look at, you know, the injuries to the defensive backfield. I mean, with Emmanuel Mosley and um, you know, Jason Verrett still hasn't been back. Jimmy Ward has been in and out. He, he played last week against the, uh, the Chiefs and uh, with a, a cast on his arm for that broken hand. He got through it without any issues. That's good news. But considering the injuries there, maybe some fans are thinking, hey, with all those picks that you traded to get McCaffrey, you could have traded, you know, one of those picks to get, you know, a decent defensive back. You could have traded another one to shore up some depth on the defensive line because you've had a lot of injuries there. Maybe you could go out and acquire a, a guard on the offensive side of the ball. I think those are all fair points, fair arguments. Maybe you you would like some more help there, but I'm not sure that this is a conversation um, that the Niners are are even entertaining until they see what Christian McCaffrey looks like fully in this offense and we're not going to know that for you know probably another 2 weeks. So I would probably hold off on making any you know declarative statement in in that regard to this point just because we're not really sure um what McCaffrey is going to do to the offense when he's fully ready and if last week and only 10 touches is any indicator I think it's going to be fantastic because even in his limited touches he was pretty phenomenal I mean what 10 touches about 6.2 yards per touch that's pretty good and you know he's only going to get more comfortable and and get better and produce more you would think um so I think the acquisition is is perfectly fine and it's going to do wonders but you could probably make a case that um the team could use some help elsewhere as well
0: yeah, no and and that's sort of what we brought up on the podcast at least a little bit when the trade went down is okay, so this signifies that the 49ers at least to me kind of the, the two things that that I take away from that is you feel like you need a little more help on offense and it signals that this year needs to be a, a must-win season or like, mm-hmm. you know, you at least need to make the playoffs um and potentially win a game. That is what this move signifies to me in that you know, Kyle Shanahan believed there need to be some more help offensively. And look, McCaffrey is certainly not going to solve all the injury issues. Uh, I know that for the time being, he shores up maybe a running back position that uh, Kyle Shanahan would like to rely on a little more heavily, considering the limitations specifically at quarterback and the limitations around the offense right now. Um, look, they were in the bottom half before last week as far as points per game. Christian McCaffrey is a playmaker. He definitely adds something, I mean, to multiple positions and hopefully will take some pressure off of some guys who maybe have, or haven't been performing, but, but this is, is kind of where I'm going is look Christian McCaffrey is, is a player that throughout his career has averaged roughly, you know, 15 to 20 touches per game between passing and, and out of the backfield and probably should be getting around that, you know, at least, on the 49ers' offense, but we talked about the math market and have at nauseum throughout this season. Of okay, you got you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle. Uh, Jawan Jennings has been getting some targets as well, and of course, Jeff Wilson Jr. has been taking over for Elijah Mitchell, who is expected to be back hopefully after the bye off that high ankle sprain that he sustained earlier on this season. So when you factor in the math, to me, McCaffrey is a player that is absolutely like you mentioned. He's he's. He's the best running back that of the Kyle Shanahan era, but I just wonder how much more complex he makes the math as far as touches are concerned around the offense. And I think, look, George Kittle said it after the game on Sunday against the chiefs, you know, we need to try and sort of get the ball into different playmakers hands at the right time. And I mean, he had, eight catches, uh, Brendan Ayuk had 11 targets in that game. I know Debo Samuel didn't get the ball as much, but if Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the equation for the 49ers is for him to be throwing the ball around 20 to 25 times per game. You want to try and move the ball on the ground. Um, you know, is McCaffrey going to be a bell cow back? I don't know, but I'm just curious as to how he sort of muddy muddles, um, the offensive equation that we deem to be one for the 49ers success if he's a guy that's you know going to come in and demand the football maybe more than Debo, Kittle, or Iu because I, I think at this point Mark I would label McCaffrey their, their best offensive player.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he probably is. I I think where this conversation, you know, becomes interesting is when you consider what it took to get McCaffrey and, you know, around the league, what other, you know, relatively quality players are, you know, being acquired for, Um, you know, you look at James Robinson, who was just traded, also a running back traded from the Jaguars to the Jets the Jets dealing with the unfortunate injury of Brees Hall, their star running back who was breaking out and was looking to become, you know, a superstar. Uh, He tore his ACL and is out for the year. But the Jets, you know, led by former 49er defensive coordinator Robert Sala are are still trying to go for it. They acquired James Robinson for a sixth-round pick that could potentially become a fifth, depending on how James Robinson plays for the Jets. So you consider that the 49ers gave what four total picks up and the one with the you know the the least valuable pick was a fifth round pick. Uh the Jets gave a sixth round pick that could potentially be a fifth for a running back in James Robinson. So maybe the question becomes you know if you know, regardless of, of how McCaffrey does I mean he could be just fantastic but is he worth a a good running back a great running back and then maybe not getting something else. Now it's, it's a matter of, you know, how the money works. But let's just entertain this for just an example and see how maybe you might think of this, I might think of this, how 49er fans might think of this. Would you rather have Christian McCaffrey and just Christian McCaffrey as an acquisition during this regular season or someone like James Robinson, again, for a fifth-round pick at the very most and maybe another cornerback from a different team? I mean, there's been... You know, some bigger names, you, you think maybe uh, someone like, I don't know, Marcus Peters on the Ravens, who's at the end of a contract. Sidney Jones, a corner for the Seahawks. You know, they're going young. They've uh, picked really well this recent draft. Would you rather have two players, neither of whom are nearly as, you know, uh, popular or, you know, marketable or have done nearly as much in the NFL as Christian McCaffrey has? But would you rather um you know have those two players for maybe a relatively similar draft pick haul, maybe even less than it took just to get Christian McCaffrey? There is, you know, kind of an opportunity cost that you have to be thinking about in in these oppor- in, in these moments, uh, because it's not only getting this player versus this player, it's getting this player in addition to maybe not having someone else additionally. Now, I would probably argue the Niners wouldn't be wanting to acquire multiple players because of their you know, salary cap situation. Uh, But we've seen teams be really creative with that in the past, and they probably could have found a workaround. And maybe they tried to. Maybe there just weren't any quarterbacks or defensive linemen or offensive linemen that they thought was worth requiring. But I think that's where this conversation becomes interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I also think it starts with where those players, number one, were drafted, and two, what the asking price was before the trade went down. So Christian McCaffrey is obviously a former first-round pick. Uh, The fact that the 49ers got him for four picks, the largest of which being, of course, that second-rounder next year, um, You know, maybe you could say that the Carolina Panthers, who were asking initially for multiple first-round picks, kind of settled a little bit. I'm not exactly sure what the Jaguars were looking for for James Robinson at the start, but he's an undrafted player, and they're also trying to make way for Travis Etienne, who is a much more valued pick coming out of Clemson. So maybe they're willing to move off of him for a little less. I do think you you touch on an interesting point, though, as far as another player, because the first thing that comes to my mind is, look, the trade deadline last year for the 49ers was largely uneventful. Yeah but they did pick up a player that was valuable as far as their depth this season is concerned. And Charles Amenehue for a late round pick, you know, a fifth round pick, one of the picks. And like you mentioned, the lowest pick that was involved in the Christian McCaffrey trade. That's a player now who, you know, maybe he shouldn't be playing uh, a large percentage of snaps, but is a valuable, valuable member of what we believed at the beginning of the year to be the deepest defensive line in football. So, you know, if you look at his, his PFF grades, he's, kind of a, you know, middle tier type player, but that depth is valuable. So that that's at least where my mind went when you were talking about replacements, when those picks are concerned and what could affect this year, because I, I know that keeping those picks allows you to potentially replenish your pool in, a, in you know, ensuing years, but Kyle Shanahan in this front office is telling you, look, this is the year we're going all in on this season. So as far as what could be helpful to the team now, I, I my mind does wander a little bit. Could you have added another defensive lineman could you have added another cornerback position or an offensive lineman players in the trenches where they were beaten badly against the Kansas city chiefs and also against the Atlanta Hawks. That is to me where my mind begins to wander and sort of evaluating, okay, well was McCaffrey worth it because he's going to be a big boost, hopefully to the offense and help you sort of make up for the rest of those holes. But also you might've been able to use that capital to shore up some of those patch patch positions that are affected due to the amount of injuries you sustained.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you there. It's an interesting conversation and I'm sure it's one that the 49ers had. I mean, if they didn't have that conversation, they didn't do their due gil- diligence, then that's on them. I, I'm sure this was a conversation that they've had and I can already, you know, see, you know, if, if you're watching on YouTube, I can see the comments rolling in on YouTube right now. I, I can see, you know, fan Niner fans tweeting at us like, oh, you don't want Christian McCaffrey after one game. That, that's not at all what we're saying. I I, I mean, if you listen to the uh, emergency episode of the four one right yeah. after the Christian McCaffrey deal went down, I mean, we were both, you know, ecstatic and surprised and you know happy that the Niners pulled the trigger on something like this, which they normally don't do. And I started off this whole conversation by saying I think it's too early to be, you know, talking about should they have done something else because we really don't know what Christian McCaffrey will transform this offense into. It, it, it's too early. I agree. Uh, So, you know, if you're writing that YouTube comment right now, erase it. We we understand. Yeah, we we
0: definitely put the cart before the horse, I think, (laughs) on that Thursday night with with (laughs) Christian McCaffrey.
1: And yeah, I mean, I I still think, you know, if you ask me right now, uh, would you rather have McCaffrey or, you know, maybe two lesser players and positions aside? I think I would still choose Christian McCaffrey because he is a once in a lifetime football player. That's more than just a running back. And you can say what you want about Kyle Shanahan's history with running backs. One, they tend to get hurt if it's just bad luck. Okay. It's bad luck, but that's the trend. And the other thing is he's had success with running backs, you know, where he didn't need to invest nearly as much capital as he's invested in in uh, Christian McCaffrey. Those are all fair arguments. Uh, but I will say at, at this point, um, I think what he can make this offense into and what he can transform this offense into once he gets fully, you know, comfortable in this scheme, um, I think it, it will be worth it. So I think at this point I would still say, no, I I think the Niners, you know, made the right choice. It's a gamble, certainly a gamble, but um, I'm not convinced that it's not going to pay off yet at this point.
0: Yeah. I I think it's a gamble that the fan base is happy about. I mean, that that's what you want to see, right? If you have a team that is worthy of contention, at least, I, I mean, I still think they are, in the NFC especially, then you want to see your team go all in. And that's certainly something that we'll be keeping tabs on throughout the season.